David, what are we talking about today? Panthers that are black. Yes. We were introduced to this character in Civil War. Civil War. Mm-hmm. We were also introduced to uh, Everett Ross in Civil War. He shows up again in this, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, the CIA guy? Yeah. How are you uh, talking about? Yeah. Colonel Ross. <laughs> <laughs> General Ross? Yeah. I'm sorry, General Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Who else is in this movie that's been in other movies before? Claw. Claw, yeah. He was in Age of Ultron. Yes, and, and that's where he lost his arm, right? Mm-hmm. And then in this movie, he's going to have a, a special replacement arm. Mm-hmm. I guess comparing this movie to Civil War, like what we get to know Black Panther a little bit better. We definitely get to see a lot more of Wakanda. We just got a little taste of it at the end of Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, has your thoughts and opinions on Black Panther as a character changed in this movie because of this movie. What do you mean? Well, like, uh, like, so thinking about our rankings, you don't have to like rank them just yet, but, uh, does black, you think black Panther is going to go up in your rankings as a result of this movie? Maybe, maybe if he does, it's pretty slight. Okay. I would think. Okay. That's just because of, I really like the other, all of the characters. Yeah. So it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with you. Like, I don't think that he's like a significantly better character in this movie than he was in mm-hmm. uh, in Civil War. Um, he's not revenge driven like he was in that movie, nope. and and so you do get to see him kind of thinking about being a king and like what does it take mm-hmm. to be a good king, and and he's wrestling with bigger issues than he was in civil war. So he's talking about, um, you know, there are different people have different opinions about Wakanda's future and whether Wakanda should kind of continue to just kind of be isolationist. It's Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, hidden from the world and, and, or if it should get out into the world and and interact with it. And if it interacts with it, is it going to be in kind of a teaching role or is it going to be in kind of a takeover role? Like, Different people in this movie have different ideas about all that. So um, he is like dealing with some of those bigger questions. But yeah, I don't know that uh, that like changes the way that I think about him necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he doesn't like he you know this movie is really about him making up his mind on all that. Like he doesn't really have like a strong sense of it. I don't think mm-hmm. going in to this story. Do you, do you think that's true? Yeah. He's kind of reacting to some things. He's listening to different sides. Uh, and then he kind of makes up his mind at the end. I think that's that's accurate. Let's just kind of take the movie bit by bit, I think. We'll, we'll follow the plot a little bit more on this one than we usually do. Um, but you're going to have to help me out. So what what's kind of one of the first big things that happens in the movie? Uh, we'll kind of get a recap of some things that happened in Civil War. Okay, yeah. Uh, we get a big flashback to the 1990s with uh, oh, that's right, T'Challa's yeah. father, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of sets up, um, you know, a scenario that definitely has repercussions through the rest of the film. And mm-hmm. um, I guess I don't we don't need to dig too deeply into that right this second, mm-hmm. but we can talk about some of the repercussions of it as we go. Uh, uh, we also get a like at the very beginning, we kind of get the whole story behind the Black Panther. 
Right, right. Yeah, where that comes from. And I definitely want to talk about... Let's go ahead and do that now. I want to talk about this, what they call it, the heart-shaped flower? Herb. Herb. The heart-shaped herb. And describe what that is. What 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 is that all about? It's basically super fruit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, they kind of grind it up. They turn it into a liquid mm-hmm. form. And then the king... Drinks, drinks it. it, yeah, and that gives him his heightened abilities, yeah. yeah. And then there's another drink, yeah. We'll take it away. Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you think of all that? That it, his powers comes from this drink, and can be taken away by another drink. I think it's interesting, but I I, I kind of wonder like. How did they invent this other drink that takes it away? Was there like a, a rogue king and they need to take his yeah. power away or something? Yeah, because the way they use it in their culture is the you know there's a ritual when when you have a new king who's going to be crowned and then the other tribes have the opportunity to challenge for the crown mm-hmm. and then the the kind of the contender the defender. Um, they won't have a fair fight. They, so. they won't have a fair fight, right? So they take his powers away, and like I get it, but I don't really like the idea of his powers being something that pretty much anybody who drinks that drink can have the powers yeah. of the White Panther. Like, well, that. not anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see. I don't know. I don't know. Black Panther two. Maybe, yeah. Maybe maybe that is, but th- that means like you know his heirs are never gonna have, you know, like no one would ever be the Black Panther again. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um. Somebody I was talking to somebody right after the movie came out, um, you know, a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone kind of I wish I could remember who it was, but somebody I know uh, gave me this idea that like a, a cooler way they could have done it because they heard about the Bast. The, the goddess Bast. Mm-hmm. And they say something about like Bast kind of smiling on, uh, I forget if it was the king or the whole nation of Wakanda or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Bast was the one who was kind of like giving these powers to, to the ruler, yeah, then I think that would be, I don't know, to me that would be a cooler way to do it. Um, and you could still have the whole thing with Killmonger kind of taking over like if it was Bass who like basically took the powers from T'Challa and gave them to Killmonger, I think that would have been really interesting. And you know, you'd have to kind of change some other things too. But I'm not saying it would be easy. But um, that I don't know. I, I feel like that would be kind of a, a cool way to go to go about it. I feel like it makes it more realistic, sort of to have the fruit to, to have, to have the, the fruit. fruit. Yeah, it makes it more sciencey and yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't typically like that. Like I don't, yeah. Like, um, you know, there's, there are like vampire stories out there that, uh, talk about like why vampires exist scientifically. Like what, what scientifically is going on inside of a body that turns them into a vampire or mm-hmm. the same with werewolves or whatever. Like, I don't care about any of that. I, I, yeah. I just want, like, I am totally fine with this is a supernatural thing. We don't need to understand it. And, yeah. uh, and I kind of feel the same way, I guess about black Panther is, uh, um, but others would disagree, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you you don't 
your opinion on it is not quite as strong as mine, probably. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay. I never really thought about it until now. So. Yeah. I forget. Just stop me if I'm skipping over something, but I know that um, he, uh, so he's, his dad died in Civil War, so he's going to take over the throne, and mm-hmm. um, almost nobody challenges him. You don't, it looks like nobody's going to challenge him, but then the uh, the mountain tribe uh, shows up. Mm-hmm led by Mabaku. And um mm. let's let's talk about Mabaku for a minute. And is it Mobaku or Mbaku? Mbaku? I yeah, I don't, I don't maybe I'm not pronouncing ah. it correctly. But uh I'm not gonna try. <laughs> um but what what do you think about him? I really like him. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Especially not so much in, in the, the opening scene, although he's cool and he's very, mm-hmm. very tough. Uh but Kind of as the movie goes along, you, you actually get to like him, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty cool guy. Yeah. Um, but in this fight, T'Challa uh, wins, and uh, so we see that you know he does deserve to be the king. So shortly after this, I think we have uh, Claw, and uh, we beat his um, the other members of his team, and it seems like Claw is is like in charge, but he's got like these other people involved with him, and one of them is this mm-hmm. guy. Um, named uh, Eric Stevens, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and he's actually the first one that we see. He's like he goes into the, the this London museum and he's asking the curator there about these these various artifacts uh, uh, from Africa, um, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it turns out that like, he's part of this group that wants to steal this one particular one that uh, is it's basically it's a is that a hammer a hatchet. It's. It? It looks kind of like a. I don't really want to say a plow, but. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's like it looks like a digging tool. Okay. Of sorts. Uh, but the head of it is made of vibranium. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's what they're after. And uh, Eric um, takes a, like a, another mask too, just because he likes it. He says, "I'm mm-hmm. feeling this one." <laughs> yeah. And um, so they they steal that, and. Um, then they go to uh, they go to Korea, South Korea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what city did they go to? Seoul. No. No. Oh. I pointed it out because it's it's based on it's something we're familiar with from another movie. I know, but I'm trying to. It's a. We saw a movie about a train that went there. Oh, Busan. Yeah. 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 Um. So uh, yeah, so they're going to Busan. And, um, not by train though, but <laughs> not by train. Um, yeah, actually, I don't know how, uh, how Claw is getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he's going to try to sell the artifact to, uh, to an American. Yeah. To, which is Everett Ross. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, T'Challa finds out about it and he puts together a team, um, which is, uh, his kind of general, Okoye. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about Okoye? She's pretty cool. Yeah, she is. She's tough. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also Nakia. And mm-hmm. Nakia, um, we meet her when it, it looks like T'Challa is like going to rescue her, but it's not really a rescue mission. It's more of a, a like, we need you and um, I'm, I've come to pull you out of this. But she's a spy, basically. Mm-hmm. It's more of really like a kind of an, 
like a message message pretty much like if I was dead I want you to come back right, right I know yeah. I know everything's under control here as she's being kidnapped but yeah yeah. yeah, it is definitely like she's embedded in this. Like she's in the spy mission, and she's like let herself be captured as like part of her plan. Yeah, and he's not at all coming to rescue her, uh, but he just yeah, like you said, he's delivering this message so that you know that the king is dead and that T'Challa is going to be named king, and he yeah. wants her to come back for the ceremony, and mm-hmm. uh, and but it kind of messes up her plans to do that. Yeah, but uh, but it all works out. Like they they kick some bad guy butt and. Yeah, um, but she she ends up going back, and he talks her into uh, coming to Korea with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then we have this really cool. So, uh, somebody spots Okoye, right? Is that how things kind of start to go bad? I think so. Someone spots one of them, and they have to kind of fight their way out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Because uh, there ain't supposed to be guns there, but all these guys brought guns. Right. <laughs> uh, and then what a great chase scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have T'Challa's sister, Shuri. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's back in Wakanda. Yeah. But um, they have this technology where, like, so like, I forget who, if, if it's uh, uh, Nakia or Okoye, but one of them throws a, like this disc onto a car, which mm-hmm. then lets Shuri kind of drive remotely the car drive it yeah exactly and um this is like this great great chase sequence and like what's one of your favorite parts from that chase sequence the spot where t'challa drifts like not really picks it up but kind of like puts his claw into the ground and kind of mm-hmm. uses that to help drift the car <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah t'challa really likes Climbing on top of cars while yeah. they're driving, <laughs> and Okoye does that too. Um, and that's mm-hmm. my favorite part is like she's up on top of the car with her spear, yeah. And the bad guys are like shooting at her and missing her. Her, I don't know. I don't think she's dodging. I think they're just missing her. But she throws yeah. her spear at their car. It goes all the way through the interior of the car. It embeds in the ground. Yeah, and then is strong enough that it stops their car. I mean, it's made on vibranium, yeah. which is basically the whatever we want it to do, it does mm-hmm, mm-hmm. substance. It's magic metal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and somebody says it calls it like the strongest metal in the universe. I don't know if that was uh, an accurate hype, like statement um, mm. scientifically or mm. if that was just them kind of, um, you know, using hyperbole, but... Well, he was talking to a kid that wanted to know about the yeah. history of their people. So, yeah. Yeah. so they catch Claw mm-hmm. and all of that. And um, Ross uh, says, he's mine. You can have mm-hmm. him when I'm done with him. And T'Challa agrees, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of reluctantly. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they take Claw in to interrogate him. And tell me about that scene. It's a really sad meaning of the Hobbit reunion. <laughs> yeah. Only two people showed up. One of them is missing an arm. <laughs> he looks healthier than he did in The Hobbit, though. He does. Yeah. Not coughing as much. <laughs> yep. But on a serious, well, yeah, serious note, uh, Claw kind of says. Yeah, we didn't take all of their vibranium. You you can't take all their vibranium. They have mountains of it. 
Yep. Right. Yeah. That was the thing in um, Age of Ultron. In Age of Ultron, yeah, everybody thought that he had taken like the entire supply. Like everybody thinks that Wakanda is just like this very rural, like like third world country. Yeah. That, yeah. And uh, like that, this one resource and Claw stole all of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, nope, <laughs> these guys are not what you think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happens at the end of that scene? Uh, he gets busted out by yeah. his buddies. By uh, Eric. Yeah. Right. And uh, let's just go ahead and start calling him by his, his supervillain name because we find out that he was in the military and he kind of got a mm-hmm. uh, a nickname in the military, which is what? Killmonger. Right, right. Um. And let's see. Oh, we're gonna talk about Claw's gun. Okay. What do you want to say? He was like a is it a sonic can? I think it's a sonic cannon. Yeah, yeah. It was based on how he is in the comics. That would make sense. Yeah, in the comics, I want to say like it, he's the, like made of sound or right. Something. Yeah, right. he is like a solid sound somehow, mm-hmm. and uh, but he can kind of use sound as a weapon. In, in mm-hmm. the same kind of way that Claude uses it in the movie here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, this is a little bit less wacky. <laughs> Which, do you, do, you, do you not like that? No, or? I'm fine with it, actually, because I think Claude in the comics is a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you don't get to see Andy Serkins as Andy Serkins that much. Yeah, and I like, yeah, I like Andy Serkins a lot, and uh, so I think he he's good in this like he's not a likable character he's not somebody i want to hang around um i mean he's just he's evil and it's kind of annoying too yeah uh, but he's he's at least interesting and uh Mm -hmm. um yeah claw in the comics like i've only read really one claw story but it was a big one it was uh secret wars i don't know if you're familiar with secret wars claw is uh kind of teamed up with dr doom in that and he's just kind of like a sidekick henchman kind of a character and yeah. I just never really cared for him. Mm. Um, let's see. So, uh, so yeah, so Killmonger shows up. He, he quote unquote rescues, um, Claw. Claw. But then what happens? Takes him to an airport and kills him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and everyone uh, else actually. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of the team. Um, and, uh, and so when, T'Challa gets back to Wakanda, he doesn't have Claw, who is the specific reason they went to Korea for. Like, they went to get Claw. And, you know, when Claw stole the vibranium that he stole back around the time of Age of Ultron, like, people died. And so there are still, like, you know, people that are higher up members of other tribes that, uh, um... Want revenge against... Yeah, they want revenge. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Against Claw. And uh, so they're upset with T'Challa for kind of blowing it. He didn't really, he didn't complete his mission. Um, Which I kind of don't like because T'Challa easily could have told them the whole story. And I feel like it would have turned out a little differently. Because he kind of just says, I let Claw off the hook. But yeah, yeah, said, yeah. He slipped yeah. through our fingers, is I think what it says, or something mm-hmm. like that, which not exactly accurate. Um, but yeah, yeah, it feels a little bit manufactured, um, mm-hmm. the, the, the conflict there, you know, and the fact that Killmonger 
quote unquote rescues Claude in order to kill him and take him back is is you know, he basically stole the bounty from T'Challa. Yeah. And but like nobody really questions that. Nobody mm-hmm. um and, and you know, there might be a good reason why nobody questioned it, but it just I don't know, it seems a little bit manufactured. To me. Yeah, mm-hmm. manufactured. Uh, oh, uh, Ross was injured when uh, yep. during the escape, and so they he took a bullet for yeah uh, for Nakia, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, kind of in gratitude, they take him back to Wakanda. They stabilize him with some vibranium, and they take him back to Wakanda so that um, their technology can save him. Yeah, um, and so Shuri kind of works on Ross and. Uh, What's going on? What, what does T'Challa do? Kind of when they get back, takes the heat for yeah. a lot of stuff, and then uh, goes to learn about what happened to his uncle. Right. So, and I'm trying to think what uh, mm-hmm. um, Forrest Whitaker's character Zuri is. Uh, he's kind of the guy who He kind of like oversaw the uh, the challenge at the beginning. Yeah. Um. And do uh, you remember what else you've seen him in? Uh, he was in what was it Rogue One? Yeah, right. So yeah, he he confronts Ziri, and uh, and so Ziri kind of explains this whole thing that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Uh, about, we get a little more on it. What's that? We get a little more on it too. Yeah, yeah. That T'Challa's or T'Chaka's brother um, was wanting to share what kind of technology with. Um, you know, people of African descent around the world to to help them kind of rise up against their oppressors. And T'Chaka's point of view was that we are, we're just going to kind of take care of our own in Wakanda. We're not going to get involved in world affairs. Um, so it was a big point of contention between those two brothers. Uh, and then what happens? T'Chaka's brother pulls a gun on Zuri. Yeah. And T'Chaka kills him. Right. Right. Not Zuri, his brother. Right, right. Yeah. And then we find out that T'Chaka's brother had a son. Mm-hmm. And who does that grow up to be? Killmonger. Right, right. Um, so Killmonger kind of has the same uh, goals as his dad did. He wants to like, mm-hmm. you know distribute these weapons um, to Africans around the world. And he also has you know kind of the revenge motivation as well against um, T'Chaka and T'Challa because he's T'Chaka's son. Mm -hmm. Killmonger brings Claw back to Wakanda um, and he reveals... In a body bag. In a body bag. So he kind of has this this, uh, goodwill offering for them and then he reveals his identity as, you know, the nephew Mm -hmm. of T'Chaka, which gives him the right, I guess, to challenge Challenge. T'Challa. Yeah. I'm just going to keep kind of explain it, but stop me anytime you want to, if you want to like talk about, you know, in more detail about a scene or whatever. Well, I do want to talk about one thing real quick. Yeah. And something I found interesting was both T'Chaka and his brother's kind of viewpoints uh-huh. on what to do were kind of not good. Cause, uh, T'Chaka wanted to kind of like, we need to protect our own, keep all our resources here. We can't really help people. And then his brother was like, we need to distribute these resources, but the way he had going about it wasn't exactly the 
what do I say, most not war yeah. related. Yeah, it was very violent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was about a violent uprising. And yeah, and they, and they weren't really, there was no discussion about trying to find like a middle ground, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a third option yep. to that. Uh, and that's kind of what this movie is about is, is T'Challa figuring out what the third option is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, uh, they, they, T'Challa and Killmonger fight. They, they do the challenge. Killmonger yep. wins and, uh, hurls. Throws him off a cliff. Yeah. Over the waterfall. <laughs> uh, so everybody thinks that T'Challa's dead. Uh, Killmonger gets the heart shaped herb, you know, gets the powers of the black Panther, uh, by coincidence, I guess, uh, Shuri had made two Black Panther costumes. And uh, so Killmonger picks the other one. Uh, yeah. So he's basically the new Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Once uh, Killmonger takes the, the superpower drink, he orders the rest of the, the crop of herbs mm-hmm. to be burned. But Nakia grabs one and uh and takes it away mm-hmm. and then killmonger starts his plan to distribute these weapons uh to operatives around the world yeah yeah and then nakia and uh shuri and ross uh and t'challa's mom mm-hmm. uh go to the mountain tribe and uh they 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 figure if anybody's going to stand up against uh, Killmonger, then maybe the Mountain Tribe would be the ones. Yep. And uh, but they they go there and they they discover that um, the Mountain Tribe uh, found T'Challa's body. He's in a coma. Mm-hmm. Wait, let me stop you. Yeah, real quick. So this is where we kind of meet the the good side of uh, Mabaku. Of yeah. Uh, Mbaku, Mbaku. Yeah, I, I call him Mbaku because okay. that's how I heard it in the movie. I'm but maybe sure that's not right. correct. I'm sure you're right. But because uh, we kind of cause before he was kind of like, I'm here to challenge you, and I'm going to make some changes around here. But we kind of see that he's not really a bad guy. After all, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really funny scene where he's. Um, kind of threatening Ross because Ross kind of gets yeah. uppity in that whole thing and he says something about, you know, be quiet, I'll feed you to my children or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> soon after that he goes, I was just kidding, we're vegetarians. Yeah. Which then mom made a statement that that's kind of impossible. Right. But. Yeah, right, yeah. If they're vegetarians, they're, they're really big dudes <laughs> yeah. for living off of vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. But something I thought was really interesting was because before he takes him to Pichala, they offer him the heart-shaped herb for so that they can he can so protect. he could be the king or, or yeah yeah I forgot about that right so yeah they're basically willing to kind of make him the king and get behind him mm-hmm. so that he can challenge Killmonger right yeah yeah and then. Mbaku mm. says, "No, it's it's not for me. It's uh, follow me to tell us yeah. alive." Yeah. It's, um. So uh, so they they basically wake T'Challa up, mm-hmm. and uh, 
he they they all go back um, to the city so that T'Challa can confront Killmonger again, and we've got civil war, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, the one guy, and I can't remember his name, um, but he's kind of like the leader of like the Rhino tribe. The Border Tribe, I believe, is, is that what they call the Border Tribe. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they use like these armored rhinoceroses in battle, which is pretty. Yeah, cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and they are cool. Like, I mean, they have like these shields that kind of like they they put their arms up and their um kind of their robes get very kind of stiff, but then like these energy shields form. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, Okoye and uh, the I, I can never remember the name of her uh, her army. But uh, like at first, she says she's got to be on Killmonger's side because he's the king. He's the you know he he got it the traditional way by challenging and, and winning the challenge, and so he's the king, and and I have to be loyal to the throne. Um, but remind me, like, what changes her mind about him? Um. So because T'Challa is alive, oh, that's right. and he didn't back down from the challenge. Yeah, because challenge technically is still going on, even though Kilmarin is like, no, 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 it's done. Yeah, right, right, yeah, because just uh, he never yielded. Mm-hmm. T'Challa didn't, and, and he's not dead, and so. he's not dead. So yeah, so the challenge still exists, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. And that part I really like. I think that I love that kind of. It's not even a loophole. It's just you know that's just the way it is. It's like mm. we will pause, you know, game pause. <laughs> okay, game on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Okoye and her warriors kind of get on T'Challa's side, and then we have like this just giant battle um, between basically T'Challa and the entire border tribe. Yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, mostly between like Okoye's warriors and the and the border tribe, um, with T'Challa kind of jumping around in there too. And for a long time, it's uh, Killmonger versus Okoye and Nakia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shuri, I think, yeah. is there as well because she's mm-hmm. got these cool, like, basically like sonic weapons, like, a, um, like arm cannons, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we haven't really talked about Shuri, but what would you like mm. her? Yes. Yeah, yeah. She's pretty fun. Um, she's very modern. Very modern. I, which I guess. Is, yeah, which is kind of a problem for some of the other people. Like, I think the border tribe doesn't really like that. That she, that. Um, that T'Challa has put her in charge of all this technology and developing this technology. Yeah, I, think, but, I think the Mountain Tribe, like when they first challenged T'Challa, she's like, "Oh, that's what they're like, of, yeah, yeah, they're, uh, like you give her all this stuff and take away tradition." And, right, right, yeah, because yeah. she's basically like the Steve Jobs of Wakanda. Pretty she, much, you, she uh, or Steve Jobs is the Shuri of United States. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, she's she's pretty amazing. Like what she's able to come up with and develop using vibranium. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, so at some point T'Challa and Kill Raven, Kill Raven, Killmonger start to fight and, um, they end up in the mines, the vibranium mine with the train go where the train goes through. And, mm-hmm. um, they had explained earlier that this, this part, I don't, it's, it's I, I don't really like this part because it's, <laughs> it's weird, but it, and, and, um, 
the vibranium is kind of unstable in its raw form, I guess. And so when they transport it, there's these kind of things along the track that basically like deactivate the vibranium as it comes yeah. through. Um, and since T'Challa and Killraven's Black Panther suits are both based on vibranium and have vibranium in them, that by fighting on the tracks, whenever a train goes by, the the waves deactivate the suits and make it so that they could be hurt. And they just added, that just feels weird. <laughs> I don't know. Do you agree? Do you or do you think that's that's? I all? never. I, I didn't put too much thought into it. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like I really like most of this movie, but there are a couple of things that I don't, and they're just kind of superhero-y, tropey kind of things, and like that's mm-hmm. that's one of them. Um, and uh, you know, I'll save the rest, I guess, for in a minute. But we're almost at the end here. So um, the Chala ends up killing Killmonger. Well, first we talk about the Mountain Tribe. Oh yeah, they show up in the nick of time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Because at first they say, like, we're not going to help you. This right. is your fight. Yep, yep. But they come and they help. Yeah, yeah. And it's great when they do. Yes. It's like, yeah, they're here. I felt about them the way that Thor felt about Hulk when he saw him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. Um, they're so tough. Yes. Um, yeah, so... And I think T'Challa wants to save Killmonger... Mm-hmm. But Killmonger won't let him. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be healed. He, he just. Um, I think he just doesn't want to be imprisoned. Yeah, yeah. He said he'd rather die um, than be imprisoned. And he, he makes us good this cool comment um, mm-hmm. or kind of sobering comment about uh, he wants to be like when people like his ancestors who jumped overboard of a ship rather than you know to drown in the ocean rather than be taken into slavery. Yeah, in uh, in America, and uh, um, you know that that resonates like that's mm-hmm. that's understandable. So yeah, I guess the movie ends where T'Challa has figured out like this third path that he does want to reach out and and be part of the the larger world, but he's going to do it through sharing their technology and sharing their philosophies and sharing mm-hmm. the culture uh, with the rest of the world. Yeah, um, and he he decides he buys the building where his dad killed his uncle and uh, a couple other buildings. Yeah. And a bunch of other buildings around it. Um, and then Nakia and Shuri are going to kind of be going to kind of be in charge of this outreach center. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, we kind of in a mid credit scene. The, we have a scene where T'Challa is at the United Nations and he, um, <laughs> it's a critical scene because he's like, okay, we've been in the shadows long enough. We want to be a part of the world. Now we want to, to reach out and, and share what we know with you guys. And, and this one guy, it kind He's of, like, you're audience. a third world country. What, what do you guys? Yeah. Share? He's just like something like with all due respect, which, you know, there's not really a lot of respect in his question. He's like, no. what do you bunch of farmers have to offer us? <laughs> and T'Challa just kind of smirks. <laughs> and then that's the end. Of and that. Ross smirks too. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't even notice that, but that makes sense. Well, I don't know if he smirked, but Ross was like, yeah, you show him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so yeah. So a couple of things I want to talk about is, um, 
kind of Killmonger. I want to dig deeper into him, and then I want to also want to talk about this this mission um, of T'Challa's. And I think I want to start with the second one of those things. So, mm-hmm. um, what are your thoughts about like how do you think it changes the Marvel Cinematic Universe for Wakanda to kind of be um, kind of entering the rest of the world in this way? Or do you think it would change? What do you mean? Well, like I'm thinking about like all this technology that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, like, are they going to share that with people? Are they going to like show other people how to make it? Are they going to start exporting it? Um, uh, you know, because if that kind of stuff becomes common, then that, I mean, like the world is a completely different place uh, where you have, if you have Wakanda kind of there, showing the world how to, you know, first of all, make all this really cool stuff, uh, but also like sharing their culture and their values with the world, you know, that I would think that would change the world, mm. uh, in some pretty dramatic ways. So mm. like, I'm just, I don't know if, uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see where the Marvel cinematic universe goes from here. Cause we haven't really got that yet. Like, you know, Infinity War is so focused on this big kind of galaxy-wide kind of story, and then Ant Man is like its own kind of little corner of the universe. It, you know, so we really mm-hmm. haven't had a movie yet in this kind of post Black Panther world where Wakanda is like out there, um, you know, interacting mm-hmm. and teaching. So I don't know. Do you, do you... Well, I don't know how they're gonna do it, but how I probably would do it if I was in control of this stuff would be like I, I wouldn't hand out vibranium willy nilly to everyone who asked me for some <laughs> right but like share the culture help people like maybe do like outreach stuff helping people but I don't think they would like give away a bunch of their vibranium okay or anything I think they would use it to help people but they wouldn't give it to people so they can help themselves. Got it. So control if you, the technology. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I think so. They would control the technology, but use the technology in helpful ways. Yeah. Uh, and, and kind of lead by example where they're going to show other nations how to, uh, how to help the less fortunate, uh, by helping the less fortunate themselves. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so it wouldn't. It might not be like this big overnight change where suddenly, you know, and that makes much more sense. Like, I have a hard time imagining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, where suddenly the whole world is like Wakanda. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so let's talk about Killmonger and his kind of motivation. What do you think about Killmonger as a villain? He's cool. He's tough, but I also. Like, he has human characteristics and personality, but he's very driven, yeah. I guess I'll say. Yeah. And it's not a good path that he's on. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I like the actor who plays him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we, he he played Creed. I don't know if you made that connection, but he was Creed <laughs> in uh, that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was also in uh, the new... Like the 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 last Fantastic Four movie that they did, which we have not seen, but um, but he was uh, I forget if he played the thing or he played the Human Torch, but he was one of those characters. Mm. Um, and yeah, so anyway, I like the actor, and 
I do agree. Like Killmonger is a very relatable villain. Like the the reason he wants to do what he's doing completely makes sense. Like I mm-hmm. buy that as like something that somebody would want to do. And uh, but I just just I don't know the way he goes about it. Uh, yeah, feels not real to me. Like uh, like you're saying, like some of the things that happen to kind of bring him to power feel kind of manufactured. I just I feel like he's like almost there. Like he's he's not going to be like one of my top villains. No. But he's going to be at the top of kind of like my middle level, I think. Yeah. And the very last thing at the, the very end of the credits, um, mm. we get a little reminder of what... Another secret they're hiding from our store world. <laughs> yeah. Which we knew because of Civil War, the end of Civil mm-hmm. War. Um, but uh, but what, what what's the secret? Double B. Double B word. <laughs> BB gun? Big Bird? Bucky Barnes. Bucky Barnes. Yeah, so Bucky, like, so we know at the end of Civil War, T'Challa said that Bucky could come and stay with them, and, um... They, so they, they kind of figured they, out, like, how to get the, the crap out of his head. Yeah, long. yeah, if anybody could help him, it'd be the Wakandans. Uh, and so we see him, and, and this movie doesn't mention him at all, up until the very, very end. Mm-hmm. And then we just see him and Shuri talking, and uh, where she's... Uh, and he seems better. He, he seems much yeah. more kind of calm and together. And uh, so they apparently missing an arm. And he is missing an arm. But they. Oh, uh, but you know, I'm sorry. I know I keep interrupting you. That's all right. But you know he's gonna get a vibranium arm. Yeah, yeah. Like he's in Wakanda. His arm should be made out of metal. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be made of vibranium. Right, right. And I forget if they actually say that in. Uh, in Infinity War, but it totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, what other connections do we have going uh, either either forward or backward from this? Well, one thing I have is why I don't know. Okay, I'm going to actually say this for the Infinity War discussion because I have a question that really can't be answered, but I realize it would make more sense in the Infinity War discussion. So okay. I'll say that for later. Um, other than that, though. It's not a lot of connections that we haven't said already because they're main parts of the story. Or, yeah, yeah it's, building off of a lot of things that happened in earlier movies, but it's not really setting up a ton other than that Bucky is still in Wakanda. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, if I remember correctly, the Mountain Tribe comes down for the battle in... Oh, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think in, you're right. War, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly we see a lot of these characters in Infinity War. Like that battle takes place in Wakanda, or mm-hmm. at least on the border of Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of these characters are going to to reappear. Um, but there's no Infinity Stones in this. There's. Mm-hmm. A, um, it's it's pretty self-contained as far as uh, yeah these things go. All right, and uh, I think Infinity War is our next movie. Yep. Yeah, so that'll be cool. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. We're almost, uh, almost there. Yeah. Almost yeah. to the snap. In, yeah. <laughs> Infinity War, and then Ant Man and Wasp, uh, mm-hmm. and then Captain Marvel. Yeah. And then Avengers again. And then Avengers again. And then we're done for a while. And then Spider Man. Oh yeah, and then Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then something else, and then something yeah. else after that, because you know this ain't going anywhere in no time soon. Right. But we're done with these uh, weekly podcasts. 
podcast for a while. This is killing me. Um, okay, so let's rank these things. All right. Um, and so where does Black Panther fit on your movie list? So number one, you have Avengers. Uh-huh. Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Civil War. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Step. Okay. Ant-Man and Civil War. Okay. So that is number nine on your list. Okay. Right about the halfway point, because we're this is 18 movies long now. Yeah. And then in the heroes. Yes. Uh, so right now you have Black Panther at number 14. Okay. Between Doctor Strange and Gamora. So let's see if that changes at all. So Hulk. No. No. I, I know it. It, just, it doesn't change. Okay. You're gonna keep him right there. Yeah. All right. And then Killmonger. Where does he go? So you have Loki. Mm-hmm. Ultron. Mm-hmm. Vulture. Mm-hmm. Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Red Skull. Mm-hmm. Hella. Mm-hmm. Ego. Mm-hmm. Abomination. Stop. Between Hella and Ego. Okay. Okay. For me, um, Black Panther. So my, my list is Avengers, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Civil War. I, You know what? I think I'm going to put it, mine at number five. Mm. Right after Homecoming and before Ragnarok. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then Black Panther. Right now I have him at number 13 behind Doctor Strange. I think I am going to bump him up just a bit. Um, so let me see. Uh, okay. Starting at the top, I have Agent Carter, Captain America, Black Widow. Thor, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Drax, Star-Lord, Rocket, Hulk is at number 10, Ant-Man is at number 11, I think that might be where he goes between Hulk and Ant-Man. Hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know, Ant-Man's so funny. <laughs> After him is Doctor Strange, he's great too. There's no bad characters. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I, I forget where I started him, but I'm putting him at number thirteen. He's between Doctor Strange and Groot, which I think is exactly where I had him before. Yep. <laughs> and for villains, uh, Killmonger. So go have Loki, Red Skull, Whiplash, Vulture, Hela, Ego, Kaecilius. I, I think it's gonna go between Hela and Ego. Exactly the same as mine. Yeah. 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 I think our villain list is pretty similar, except you have Ultron up at number two, and mine, he doesn't appear until lower on my list. But uh, except for him, I think our top villains are are pretty much the Mm -hmm. same. All right. Cool. So that'll do it for Black Panther. And uh, we will be back with uh, Infinity War. But until we get there, what should people do? Keep nerding that vibranium. <laughs> <laughs>